2: Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens of
3: Welcome to another edition of the WCBA, powered by Evergy. We got a great show in store for you. But first, want to remind you, make sure you like us, love us, share us. We appreciate your uh, listenership, and it grows every week. Eh?
0: Every week. We appreciate you listening. Well, today we have an exciting segment. I am interested to have a wonderful conversation with Mr. Jamu Webster. Welcome today. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having
0: me.
3: Good to see you again.
1: Good to see you <laughs> as well, Don.
3: We go way back. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I us well, y- <laughs> Go. My bad. <laughs> it's, it's
0: all good. Listen, I'm just happy to finally, you know, meet some of the people in Don's circle. Oh, so wow. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about who you are, Mr. Webster.
1: let's see. You. Uh, i Ajama Webster, and I'm the uh, president of Dubois Consultants. We're a civil and structural engineering firm. I grew up and born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, left there to go to college at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Southern. That's right. Okay. That's right. All those Jaguars out there, you know what I'm talking about. Let's <laughs> uh, see. I've worked for a firm, uh, Minority Engineers of Louisiana, which was my mentor, Morgan Watson. And in um, 1979, he he told me, he says, well, you know, things kind of tough. The economy is kind of rough. Might not be able to hold on to you. So at that point, I was recruited by Burns McDonald to come Mm -hmm. to Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, moved there and started my career with them and stayed there for about four years, transferred over to Butler Manufacturing in their construction division. And in uh, 1988, formed Dubois Consultants. And uh, our first... Full-time operation was January 3rd, 1989. Wow. So we've been in business that long. What's that? 32 years now. We opened an office here in Wichita 15 years ago. And so uh, we have offices in Kansas City and in Wichita. So that's, that's about me. That's huge.
0: I love hearing that. So you've been in Wichita for 15 years, but you've had your business since 1988. Yes. Yep. And wow. you are, so you're a civil engineer by training?
1: Right. Civil okay. structural engineer by training.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I love it. And so um, how many employees do you guys have?
1: 23.
0: 23. Mm-hmm. So when you began in 1988, we're just going to take a little stroll oh, okay. down good, history. Good. Um, <laughs> it started with you and in in an idea that, hey, there's a gap and I want to fill this gap. Or was it like, what's my next move this is what I'm gonna do. Can you talk to us about that?
1: Yes, yes, to, con- to quote Michael Gerber, I was a technician that had an entrepreneurial seizure. Mm. I mm. said, oh man, I can do this, come on. <laughs> this, is, this is what I do every day. I mean, if I'm doing this every day for for this company, I should be able to do it for myself, yeah. wrong. Uh, there's quite a bit more to be able to run a business that provides a service Amen. than it is to provide the service itself. So the first part of that was tough and, and I didn't have any excuse uh, Don and Ebony, because I had a, a really good mentor back in Baton Rouge, Morgan Watson, who owned a firm, and he inspired me. He was my inspiration for going into business. But you know how it is. You get hard-headed. You want to do it yourself. Yep, yep. And so that's how I got started. So uh, it was, here's a date. I'm going to go out here and do this. And I, at the time I had, there were four of us. So there were... And, um, we had to decide who was going to be the one to take the plunge and jump out there. And I said, Oh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. You know, Mr. Watson, you know, he he's my mentor and he prepped me for this. And uh, so I dove out there in the water. I knew it was deep, but I didn't think it was going to be that cold. <laughs> it was a lot colder than I thought it was going to be. And so the, the first year was kind of tough. But I will say that my old company, Butler Manufacturing, gave me a contract right off the bat. And that helped me. Uh, uh, it was a continuing contract. So that helped me survive that first very crucial year.
0: That's always interesting to hear how companies begin, because, you know, those first, what, uh, five years are very important if oh, you're yeah. able to, you know, pull through and make it. And it sounds like you're a relationship-driven person. And so that relationship with your old employer really helped you pull pull things together and to move forward. Indeed it did. Indeed
1: it did. And one of the things, too, that's interesting, you know, we know we're sitting here and Don's with Evergy, but I think I had been in business two days, and then a friend of mine who uh, came over to see me from KCPNL. I will tell you, I has had a little 500 square foot space. I had a table, a a computer, which at that time was state of the art. It was a 286 machine. Not it was 286. Ab- yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> state of the art with a dot matrix printer Ooh. and a folding chair. <laughs> and uh, she came over to see me. Uh, from KCPNL and said, "Hey, you know, if there's anything we can do," and that started that relationship. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was. Uh, I had a lot of uh, good people and uh, who were interested in us when we first got started, and that really helped.
0: And before I turn it over to Don, because I know he's just waiting <laughs> to jump in, right? So, if if someone's listening and they've never heard of Dubois, can you tell us what it is that you do? What services do you provide, sir?
1: We are a water infrastructure firm which means our primary focus is on systems that deliver water or our, our conveyance systems for wastewater. In other words, we do treatment plants, water treatment plant, wastewater treatment plants, pump station. And we are the structural and site civil support for those. Now, again, that's our primary focus. Now, we do a lot of other stuff. But if you said, hey, what do we do? What's our what's our niche? There's that's your niche. that's where we Water hang out. That's right. We yeah. hang out in that niche.
0: I am curious. There has to be a backstory to how you got yeah. to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> to, to that yeah. niche, that particular niche. Because you know, I, I I doubt that you woke up um, as and while you were in college going to the Southern, listening to all the bands oh, and yeah, going to the oh, That you were like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going into Water treatment.
1: <laughs> apps, you know what? There's always a backstory. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that one came from, and we were doing a lot of stuff. First thing, and most people who are in business, they notice you, you, you got to eat what you can grab. First of all, that's the first thing off the bat. And after going through that process, later on, say about 2014, we had to do some serious internal review of hey, what are we doing? And we got to focus on something. Burns McDonald just made, they did something that uh, really changed how we looked at our business. Ron Coker, who's actively involved here uh, on the treatment plant project for Burns McDonald, he and I met, sat down and talked, and he said, You know what? Uh, We think we have an opportunity for you. We're going to provide a scholarship to a business executive to go to the Tuck School of Business and that's up in uh, New Hampshire, and that's at Dartmouth College. Spend a week up there, intensively, and give you a chance to kind of get a focus on what it is you want to do. You know, and uh, I said, okay, that sounds great. So I got a call from them, they said, can you be there Friday? Now, Mm. you know, when you, you know, you're in business, you know, you got got a life, you know, there's things you gotta do. Can I be there Friday, and can I be gone a week? So we made it happen. And it was from that experience, came back, take a look at all the services that we were involved in and had to put a criteria in place to narrow it down to which ones. uh, First of all, do we have the best opportunity to grow? Mm -hmm. Which ones can we be unique at? We provide a unique service. And I mean, your listeners probably who are business owners probably won't understand this, but I'm just going to say it out there so you get it. Which ones pay on time? Okay, right, so <laughs> when we put that criteria together, we found out, hey, you know what? We need to be in this space. Right, 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 right. So uh, to answer that, that's the backstory. That's well, you awesome.
3: have any-
0: well, thank you for sharing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Excellent. First, I want to get this out the way. You have a local management team here. Who who's runs your local shop?
1: Jennifer Brehan, who's probably new to the Wichita market. Many people don't know her. Mm. Um, she told me she she's known you for years though, yeah. Don, and so you're gonna validate whether or not people know her. But Jennifer they know Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer's been right here <laughs> yes. faithfully uh taking care of our Wichita uh operations here.
3: Excellent. And let's I mean, you rolled into the Northwest Wichita Water Treatment Facility. Let's talk about that. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's a big that's a half billion dollar
1: facility that they're building out there. Mm-hmm. And you're part of that.
3: Yes. Tell us your part. Tell us what
1: you're doing for it. Okay. So it's very important that I say this before I say what we're doing. What we're doing is exactly the kind of thing we've done on a number of water treatment plant facilities. So, you know, we're not new to this. Exactly. So the the issue with this, I mean, the opportunity came because it's such a large facility. Uh, We got involved with the Wichita Water Partners team to go at it and they've carved out some specific areas of work for us. So we're involved in providing structural design on some of the treatment basins facilities. So that again, we do that all the time. We're happy to be a part of the team, and it's a significant piece of the work. Excellent. Uh, so, and, and I, that's important for two reasons. Now, one, remember I mentioned to you how Burns and McDonald played a a key role in helping me focus in on what's what's going to be our area of focus for the business, our niche. So, mm-hmm. and then that's one we one that's a good thing to do that with someone. It's another thing to say, okay, now we're going to help support you in that area. Mm-hmm. So when those project opportunities come up, we're going to call upon you. And they've done that. And so although we're working on, a, on the water treatment plant here, that's not the only treatment plant project we're working on with them. And it's certainly not the only treatment plant project, but it's a great, great opportunity for us. So that's what we're doing. And our role is going to continue on during the construction phase as well.
0: That's so dope. And I love that he said, you know what? We're not new to this.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's important.
1: Exactly.
3: As the kids would say, don't
1: get it twisted. Right, right. wanted Jennifer knew what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, we're not new to this. We're true to this. There you go. That's what I like. That's what we want. That's
3: what I want to hear. (laughs) Exactly. So on the Northwest Wichita, the NWWTF, uh, of course, that's where we come in contact again. I'm on that steering committee. Of course, City of Wichita is a large customer for Evergy. But with that, I met you back in 2012 or so, myself and uh, Vice President uh, Jim Ludwig. We were talking to you about supplier diversity and things like that. And I bring that up because I see there's some supplier diversity um, synergies going on with NWWTF. Can you share how you fit in that? Because yes. you guys brought in people to, I mean, I think somebody from a I forgot what school he was from, but that teach about supplier diversity and things. Just yes,
1: to, yes, That's Dr. Fred McKinney. Yes, yes. Um yes. It, my connection to Dr. Fred is when I went to Tuck, Dr. Fred was there. He was part of the faculty. Okay. He is a he is an expert in this ex on the issue uh the concept of supplier diversity. Now when we say that it, it can be a nebulous concept, it can Correct. mean a thousand different things. Correct. Correct. Uh, what it really comes down to is, can we create opportunity and then ramp people into the opportunity? Because this is not a chicken or egg thing. Opportunity comes first uh, before you can build a business. You've got to have an opportunity. So it's you just can't tell people, what do you want to do? Let's just build a business for us, and there's no opportunity. Right. So without opportunity, there will be no business growth and development. So the, w- the way it works is, Dr. Fred came in. And it wasn't just to talk to people who were interested in doing business at the Northwest Water Treatment Plant. It wasn't just about that. It was anyone, mm-hmm. anyone that fit, that was interested in doing that, particularly focusing on African-American, Hispanics, women, and others. If you wanted to learn something about ways to grow your business, to strengthen your business, to that's everything from financing, marketing, relationships, come to these seminars. And, of course, COVID had hit and everything was, you know, now it seems like that's the way the world always worked, but it wasn't. So right. we had to put everything online. So folks got an opportunity to get some of what we got when we were up at Tuck. Okay? The next thing was providing, but the opportunities were being created for people specifically who could do work at the treatment plant. And it not only expanded from businesses, but also workforce. So they're looking at workforce as well. Okay. Now, to me, what does this all mean? What it means is that municipalities, cities, as well as corporations, they have the resources necessary to have a major impact on hiring, not just within their corporation, but within all of the folks who provide services to those corporations, if we were only intentional about it. So this process that we're talking about is very intentional to create opportunities that create jobs for folks to grow and for businesses to grow, very intentional. Guess what? It's not costing the city one more dime than the city would have paid anyway just to get the treatment plan built. So it's all about the question of intentionality and leverage. And that is what is happening here. But it wasn't a new concept. It wasn't something that uh, I got to give Burns McDonald credit Mm -hmm. as far as the Wichita Water Partners is concerned. It was a concept that we worked together and and we benefited from with the Water Department in Kansas City, Missouri, where they use a very similar concept. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when it came to Wichita, just it was just ramped up because uh, the lessons learned. So I'm, so to me, that's what it's all about. But it's it should only be looked at as a model. It should only be looked at as what is possible. And it should be a challenge to the corporate community on what they can do. Because guess what? This can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And if it's not costing and we're getting a benefit from it, then shame on us for not taking advantage of it.
3: Let's. Get back to you. How do you define success as an entrepreneur?
1: I think that has everything to do with why you went into business in the first place. Okay, Um, And in myself, I'm going back to Southern University and I meet Morgan Watson and and um, he uh, gave me a chance to work in his firm while I was going through college. And one day we were just out and about, and I said, Mr. Watson, you know, and, and you may not remember this, I know Ebony, you're too young to remember this. Oh, don't but, say but that. Back, <laughs> but back, <laughs> back, when I say the year, she's gonna agree. Back in the 70s, back in the 70s, yep. okay. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, back in the 70s, if you were in college, and in the late 70s, you were graduating with an engineering degree, and you're an African American, you had offers like left and right. I mean, mm. I I had seven offers coming out of college. Now, two years later, that completely changed. Wow. I looked at Mr. Watson and said, Mr. Watson, you know, students got all kind of offers being engineer. You, you've been engineering for years. Uh, you know, what made you want to start your own firm rather than, you know, take these opportunities out here? And he said, son, let me tell you something. I'd rather own my own Volkswagen than show for somebody else's limousine. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, and he said, the, the real opportunity out here is for you to get out here and do something in business for yourself. I boom, stuck in my head. He told me what I needed to do. So, my intentionality was to not only go into business, but I wanted to create job opportunities for African Americans as well. So, why? Why? Because of our, first of all, underrepresentation in the market, uh, underrepresentation in the industry. And I'm not talking about just what local market, I'm talking about the industry in general. And I wanted to do what he did for me because he didn't just bring me in to work. He told people in there, on a non-certain terms, I want him trained because I want him to be able to know what it takes to run a firm. I'm, I learned that two or three months later when his, supervisor, when his supervisors told me, you know, Mr. Watson said, we got to make sure you're trained. He invested in me, mm-hmm. and that was my goal. So what is intentionality for me then? That means when I'm out here creating opportunities because we're developing relationships, we're creating jobs, I need to be intentional about who gets hired. Okay? And... I have to give opportunities for African American business. I mean, uh, engineers, technicians, whatever, to get a chance. Because if I give them an opportunity and grow, maybe they can do what for that for me what I did for Mr. Watson. Go out, create other opportunities, and hire more people.
2: Absolutely. Why is that
1: important? Intentionality. Again, yes. we've got to create. We, we're dealing with a community that's underserved, mm-hmm. that is not getting the opportunities it should get that, that uh, is not being able to break into the market. So if folks like me are out here, I've got to create an opportunity to get them into the market. Now, when they get into the market and they, they, we get together, we work, we put together a firm, we have an impact, we create a bigger opportunity, then we just spread it around. So when you talk about what does it mean to be successful for me? That's success. Who did you hire? How did you invest in their career? Mm-hmm. How did we grow? That's success. Oh, yeah, you got to be able to pay your bills, too, because if you can't do that, you can't do right. Oh uh, So being able to pay your bills and do that, definitely for me, is success. Excellent.
0: I, that is so critical, employee development, right? Um, putting back and investing in people. Um, I, I, You know, that's one of the things, and I'll, I don't say it often, but, you know, that I really admire about Don because he does invest in his you
3: people. You do not say it enough, but that's okay. <laughs> this
0: will be the only time I say it, so I'll <laughs> So thank you for doing that and investing. You know, yeah. I'm really curious, coming from the background that you came from, L.A., and then going to a historically black college, um, university, then moving to Kansas, what was your initial thought on moving to Kansas and actually doing business in a state like Kansas? Okay.
1: So clarification, I personally live in Missouri. Uh, we do business in Kansas. We have an office in Kansas. So let me just say something. Living, I, I live in Kansas City. And so we deal with Overland Park. We deal with Olathe and all that. Let me tell you something. It's not Kansas. It's not. It wasn't until I came to Wichita that I said, okay, yeah, this is Kansas. <laughs> 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 One, because of the history, the culture of Wichita, what it what it means for people to be here. They see themselves as kind of the the, the lead Lead city in the state mm-hmm. as a as a kind of a trendsetter. Yes. You don't get that in Olathe and Overland Park. Mm-hmm. So um, I got here and said, "Wow, this is this is it. I can make something happen uh, with people here in Wichita." And so I I just really enjoyed and fell in love with the place when I first came here 15 years ago and said, uh, "This is a place we can open a firm." And it was another firm that brought us here that said, and I was CDM Camp Dresser McKeith uh, Smith brought us here and said, here's here's some opportunities for you. So that was a good side.
0: That is, that's that's what I like to hear because a lot of people don't know uh, Wichita to be the Wichita that you just described. And it's important that we have uh, those stories told. And it, it seems sometimes that outsiders, see a lot of the value that we see, but we just don't have the national stage to to tell those stories. So thank you for sharing that and loving Wichita. Because Wichita loves you. (laughs) All
4: right,
2: all right.
0: all right. (laughs) All right, friends, we are going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor, but we'll be back to hear more about Dubois Consulting.
2: Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address.
0: Welcome back, friends. We're here with Mr. Webster, and he is the CEO... Director, owner, do-it-all, president. Do it all, president,
1: president CEO. Don't do it all now. Don't do it all.
0: <laughs> of Dubois Consulting. And we are here having a wonderful conversation with him. And he's been in Wichita for about 15 years. And I'm interested to know, what should the Wichita business community do to help entrepreneurs and business leaders like you? What can we do?
1: Wow. Okay. So that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a very good question. I just want to say, we've been here 15 years, but it hasn't been the most supportive 15 years, Mm. okay? Um, We were successful early on because of uh, the partnerships we had with national firms, CDM that that was already in Wichita and up and going, and and they allowed us to, they did with us what we thought should be done. They won a project with the city, they partnered with us. Mm We have not been very successful with non-national firms. Uh, mm. What has changed very recently, Donlinger has been a, uh, I mean, we're really developing a really good relationship with them, and we really appreciate that. They are saying, hey, you know what? You're a good partner. You've got a lot of experience in this uh, wastewater treatment plant space. We're going to bring you in. So we worked we working on a couple of projects with them. But by and large, there does not seem to be or at least we haven't been very successful at all in kind of getting through the normal processes. And I think that is where something major can be done. Mm-hmm. Now, by major, I don't mean, you know, it's got to be way out of the box revolution. You know, I mean, just kind of keeping up with kind of the national trends on this thing. Um, you have great and nationally known um, firms here in Wichita, they can do a lot to show some leadership on this issue. So let me, let me kind of backtrack and then talk about how this thing can work. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges that we have had, even after being here 15 years, is being told, well, you know, you're, you're, you're not a Wichita firm, so goodbye. All right, well, we just want to give it to our local people. So let's think about this. Don, you get together and say, hey, I'm going to start a business mm-hmm. I'm going to start an engineering firm. And you're like me. You had an entrepreneurial seizure. You were sitting someplace and said, oh, I can do this. And you jump out there and you take, you know, your little savings and you want to get going and you want to go out there. You can work very hard at it, but the chances of you succeeding are not nearly as good as someone who brings a firm here and say, I'm ready to go. Your chances of you Uh, coming because we came here a fully developed firm. Right. Which means we've had the financial resources to do what we need to do. We have the operational systems to be successful. We had relationships. So if the goal is, how do we grow businesses in our market? How do we create jobs? Then you can't really look at a firm that started someplace else and moves into Wichita and say, oh, you're from out of town because you're, you're working against the process of growing your base, growing opportunities, and creating jobs—you're actually working against that across purposes. So we haven't been able—we haven't been very successful to, com- to convince people of that, uh, particularly in in uh, in the public sector, mm-hmm. and the private sector is pretty much operating not very differently from that. So our success. And, uh, and that we've had limited has really been our relationship with national firms that we work with outside of the Wichita market mm. who have a different mindset about working in the Wichita market. So if you look at Wichita Water Partners, that mentality, that concept, unfortunately, is external to the market, brought into the market mm. and, uh, and showing success. But, you know, we could have been 15 years ahead of where we are now. Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, so I'm saying that to say, to answer your question, this is what the business community can do. So an example.
3: Excellent. Well, <laughs> well we one, we appreciate you telling us what we need to know, not okay.
1: what we want to hear. Yeah, gotcha. that's important.
3: That's a, that's what this podcast is all about. Second, I want to shout out my man, Tom Donlinger. This is the second week in a row <laughs> we've heard about <laughs> Tom leading the way. Yeah. Good so, man. Good yeah. man. Let's see here. Yeah, I think you hit on the business ecosystem, but- how can it evolve to be better than it is? Besides what you've already mentioned, what are we missing? What's what's the medicine that we're missing that we're not taking to make it
1: better than it is? Than it is. I think there's that there has to be kind of a mindset shift. You know, sometimes a paradigm shift is really what you need. You can have everything you ha- you can have all the resources and not use them the way they could be used, and the difference is a paradigm shift. So, if if by Looking at that, there are too many models out there that could be utilized. So let's take your firm, Don, Evergy. And there, and you you know now and of course you all are bringing cultures together. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the culture that they had. Um I was part of the light, we our firm was part of the light source program. And in that light source program, I, I never forget that. Uh, at, at the time, the the uh president of the board, the chairman of the board and CEO guy by the name of uh Mike Chester. Chester, uh-huh. And Chester said, John, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you over to KCP&L, and I'm going to put you with one of our executive vice presidents, and there won't be any red tape. Anything you need, this is this guy's responsibility. Wow. He called me in the meeting. We were in there. And he said and that wasn't a new thing. They were doing that with other firms. Mm-hmm. So I went from looking at kcp as this big behemoth, and I'm some small guy and from the outside looks just unda- daunting, overwhelming, to having a connection to someone who's an executive vice president, what did that do for us? Not only did we do continual work, but in 2014, we were minority supplier of the year.
4: Yeah.
1: And That's great. they yep. gave us a project to do that we were the prime on that had to do with a substation.
4: Mm-hmm. And let
1: me get, tell you the challenge they gave us. The challenge was, if this project is done right, when it's done, the CEO will be right here to cut the ribbon of it. And then go to a new CEO, He's going to be here to cut the ribbon of it. When it was completed, it was done. Not only was the CEO there cut the ribbon, he played in the band that they had out there playing music. What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sound like somebody named Terry Bass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the, the point being is that we never would have gotten the opportunity if the corporate community hadn't said, you know what, we can cut through the red tape, we can make this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So it was some vision and leadership. That was a paradigm shift. That is. That was a paradigm shift. It wasn't, you know, you guys get in line. And uh, you fight over, you give us the lowest bid, and then we'll just take the lowest bid and bring you in here, and then we'll say, oh, okay, we're doing diversity. No, 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 no. It was, you want to make something happen differently. We want to put you in contact with people who you probably wouldn't meet, who understand what you're going through as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Because they have to deal with some of the same metrics you have to deal with. And that kind of dialogue, that kind of conversation brings about a level of of relationship and clarity to where when I say I've got a problem, it doesn't have to be about that project. Right. It can be about, for example, I, I, I said to uh, uh, Mike, who was my guy, I said, look, I'm having a problem. I don't understand how to figure this thing out with insurance. He said, no problem. Called his insurance people, said, come on over. And they gave, they said, send us your package. Laid it out. They gave us an evaluation, said, here's what we think. You got some issues else? Yeah, marketing. Okay, boom, boom. Here's what we think. You don't get that just being someone in a in a dev- dev- supply diversity program, submitting the lowest bid, trying to get some work right. in there. It, it's just... It was a paradigm shift.
3: Paradigm shift.
1: And okay. guess what? Didn't cost one dime. extra dime.
0: Yeah, visionary that's, leadership.
1: That's yeah, that's a beautiful thing.
3: Um, what's next for your business? What's on the, what's on the next frontier for your your company?
1: Oh well this is confidential information. So I'm going to whisper in the microphone. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> you heard
3: it here first, whatever it is, brace yourself. <laughs> no, 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 it's,
1: it's, it's not that, not that earth shattering, but we are working and doing research coming up with a product for water treatment that can be used in rural environments outside of the country mm. to meet a direct need. <laughs> and so we, we we've, we've, uh, funded our own water lab and we've been doing research we're moving and uh towards a patent but it goes back to this question of you know what is your purpose what are you trying to do well we're in the water resource space do i want to just kind of just hang around in that space and no what problems are you wanna, do you want to do you want to solve well we want to solve be a contributor to solve a problem with the tens of millions of people in the world who don't have access to clean drinking water that's, that's what we're rules. working on. Now this is very confidential, so it's just between us. <laughs> all right. <but> that's what <laughs> and all of our is. listeners.
4: <laughs> <laughs> she,
1: I had to put that to don't, disclaimer. Don't she <laughs> always knew that.
4: Uh.
0: <laughs> the fact that you, he said, we own our own water lab. Yeah. At this is that's wow. That's huge. With all the work that you do, you still give back to community, right? Mm-hmm. You sit on a couple of local boards, and I know that you uh, sit on a KCEDC. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Mm-hmm. How long have you been on that board?
1: Oh, maybe about six years.
0: About six
1: years? Yeah, there's a there's a lot that um, that we do. I want to do a shout out to Jennifer, who's on the board now, just appointed on the board locally here, that's going to be looking at supply diversity for the city. Very nice. So, uh, you know, so it's it's not just me, but it's it's uh, as many of us as we can do to get out there and have an impact. But yeah, you know, we sit on boards. We uh, You didn't even ask me about the origin of or the name of our firm, but that came from the fact that uh, a a center called the W.E.B. Du Bois Learning Center, which tutors in, uh, children in the community in, in reading, math, and science, and so I was a volunteer there for hmm. thirty oh, years. Oh wow! So um, and that's yeah, Ebony we chose forgot me. to ask that. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It was, it was on her, it. was on her lips. I could I could see it. So you know, being being engaged like that is just kind of part of our mission. I mean, that's who we are. I mean, at some point. You know, you got to make a living, so you got to pay the bills. But after a while, you get to a point and say, God, I got to make a difference. There's got to be something I can do Mm -hmm. so that, you know, when it's all said and done, somebody remember you for more than just the person I work for, as a person that helped me get an understanding of what it is that I need to do and and what works best for me. So you got to make a contribution. So I appreciate the both of you doing what you're doing here because whatever you think about my story, Your listeners wouldn't know anything about it if you all weren't doing what you do. So I appreciate a the point
3: I'm just <laughs> saying, epiphany on my part, but he got a point there.
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate you sharing your story and being willing to tell it, um, and you know, and answering some somewhat difficult questions, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times uh, we we don't want to have those difficult conversations. It's sometimes hard to hear, but the reality is, we can't get better and we can't change it without having that conversation. So, thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability to to tell that story. Story. and hopefully working together and, and sh- uh, shining a light on it, we can uh, make a difference. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was, you know, in the 70s that you could get uh, all these different offers, nine offers, you know, for. and it's fast forward to 2021. And you talked to a lot of my colleagues and um, younger students, because I'm a little bit older now, and <laughs> just trying to figure out where they want to go and what type of offers they're getting as, you um, African-American talent, especially in STEM. And that's not offering, they're not getting nine to 10 offers. Um, and a lot of them who want to move back to their home city and state, and it's, it's difficult for them to do that. So I appreciate the work that you're doing to shine a light on it and to offer opportunities.
1: Well, here's, a, here's something good, I'll take it one step further. If you know anyone out there who's a civil or structural engineering student or graduate, particularly a graduate, and they want to come home in and which time work? You have them give me a call because I'm All right. hiring.
0: All right, there you have it. <laughs> wow. Here, we got it. All right, it's on record.
1: All right. <laughs> and that one, I don't want you to keep quiet. Okay, <laughs> so that shout that one out.
0: So, as we're wrapping up, can you tell me what's the best advice that you've ever received and implemented?
1: Wow, that's a big question. The best advice that I've ever received. Oh, God, I, I don't can't say, but let me. Let me flip that, the advice that I would give. Okay. Well, okay. that's fine. We'll take, we'll take that. All right. If I, if I were going to give advice to anyone going into business and they had the opportunity and they were going in with a partner, i just say it like this. If you're going into business and you're going in with a partner and you're about to get married, mm. you got a fiancé that you just met and you fell in love with overnight and want to get married— and you only have enough money for one private detective to investigate one case, <laughs> <laughs> take your chances on your spouse because you nearly need to know the person you're going into business with. And you need to be able to know that you got the same vision, mm-hmm. that you have the same level of commitment and that you're bringing something to the table to complement. So I would say anyone going into business with a partnership, but don't try to do it by yourself. Make sure you're going in the same direction because it's easier to get out of a marriage sometime than it is to get out of a business partnership. So that you want to make sure that person is going to go the long haul with you, or you need to make sure that you're the person that can go the long right, haul. Right. So I, my advice is just that go into business, don't try to do it by yourself, but when you go in with a partnership, you really need to know that person. That's my advice. I'm Hopefully, there's somebody out there that will go, yeah. Yeah, I understand. John is shaking a, his amen. hand.
4: He's
0: shaking his head.
3: Say preach, preacher.
0: <laughs> I'm very, sorry. Very I digress.
1: Very <laughs> last <laughs> question. Bring him on back.
0: Yeah, as we're <laughs> wrapping up. If we were to uh, if you were to write a biography, what would the title of that book be?
1: Oh my God. You have some really deep questions. That's the way she wrote. A biography? Yeah. An autobiography? Okay. Um, I would say. This is one for me? Yeah. Not for for Jennifer, right? Okay. This is stalling.
4: Yeah,
0: I see. Speaking of something, it's
1: fine. The title of that would be It's Not About Seeing It As Mistakes. It really is about seeing it as growth.
0: Growth. Whoa. I like that. That's tight. That's good. Okay
3: that's time for fun
1: word association
4: (laughs) okay
3: uh one word i'll give you one you give me one back Mm -hmm. it's not wrong because it's your word you ready Mm -hmm. leader servant chamber opportunity wichita great potential okay um entrepreneur Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was two words, but we'll take it. We'll run it together. Uh, failure.
1: Not really. Uh, I would say failure. I would say growth opportunity.
3: Nice. Family.
1: Very necessary. Beverage. When you're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, <laughs> that is not what
4: I was wanting.
3: <laughs> but that's okay. We'll go with that and fun. Oh, see. Very necessary. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming in, my man. Thanks for having me.
0: We appreciate you. Well, friends, it's that time again. We've come to the end of another wonderful segment with a lovely conversation with Mr. Jamu. Webster. Thank you. We appreciate you and all the work that you're doing for our community.
1: Thank you for having me here. I had a lovely time. You all are a great couple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. We have fun. Yeah, we do have fun. All right, friends, please like us, subscribe, and share amongst your friends and family. And make sure you leave a comment to let us know how we're doing and who you want to hear from next. Until next time.
3: Like us, love us, share us. Peace.
0: You know, I'm really fascinated about your, your story and your journey, and I'm, I look forward to your future success and all the things that you guys are going to do and okay. contribute. Um, so if one day you see my resume... You no, i
4: just, wow. just joking. Just joking. How you joking. say that with me right here?
0: <laughs> uh, <sighs> Testing water, you know. <laughs> she is not available
3: to be poached. Don't, Let me put don't that be mad. There. Don't be mad at us. God, uh, just joking. Six, six, just joking, six, guys.
0: <laughs> Ever for life. Yeah. <laughs>